1: Welcome in to Mozzie and the Muscle. I'm the Muscle, joined by my wise and charismatic co-host, Mozzie.
0: Hey! You know, what? that's one of my favorite things to do, is you play a video game, you don't even play the entire game. You just make a new character, and you build your stats, and you build your appearance, and you do your character creation, and you get like 10 levels in, and then you're done. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah
1: the, honestly, the most fun part of Dungeons & Dragons... Might be making your person. Obviously, right. the playing is pretty fun, but it, making a new character is always always a swell time. I yeah, uh, you got all the stats. You got to think of stuff. Right. And, uh, yeah. Before we uh, just hit record, we kind of went through all the uh, stats on a D anD D sheet, and uh, we found out Mozzie's pretty high in uh, wisdom
0: and uh, char- charisma. All right. Uh, Base skills. What would uh, I, you didn't really surmise what yours ended up being um i I guess I like strength like that kind of tracks uh-huh I would say,
1: and uh I, I don't know what else maybe charisma there you go the TV brain hit. muscle yeah also that, the muscle that, muscle, that are but like the the brain muscle one. too yeah the, <laughs> the, all every muscle doesn't matter if it's internal or not <laughs> I don't care if they can see it if it's a muscle it's getting worked that's right, so today we are here to Work on our uh, <laughs> football <laughs> analysis skills. Ooh. Uh, we are going over the Saturday games, just those two. We'll be back in the episode with the uh, Sunday games and the Monday game. You know, we wanted to get these out, you know, in time to listen to it, and then also we'd like to have more news for the later games. But mm-hmm. we've got two pretty solid ones on the Saturday slate. We kick off with the Raiders at Cincinnati, and if it uh, weren't for it being below freezing. <laughs> and a game that will eventually be uh, not in the sun. Uh, I was contemplating going, but early in the week, it was like, it might snow? And then it was like, ah, it's going to be fucking cold. And then I realized, you know, wait, after an hour, the sun will set.
0: Yeah, it's going to be really damn cold. What's the oh, yeah. temperature like in Cincy? So it's going to be a high of
1: 28 that day. Mm. And so by the time it's kickoff, it'll probably be closer to like 20. and <sighs> might drop even more. But, that is... Know, you, but once like, six, and the sun's gone. It's going to be freezing. Yeah, it gets dark really early out here. Uh-huh. Yeah, the, our, the next game we've got is even colder. It's going to be four <laughs> degrees. Four? So, yeah, four.
0: <laughs> it's going to suck, so...
1: Yeah, but uh. that
0: ball's going to be a fucking rock. So, anyway, Vegas at Cincy, who do you got? Uh, this is a really tough matchup to pick. I think I am leaning towards Cincy uh but these two teams match up in a really nice way against each other um they're both of their defenses have been playing I think better than expected especially in the secondary both of these teams are fairly adept at stopping the run both of these teams have offensive have offenses that utilize the run and uh You've got one quarterback that's been there before, been to the playoffs, has the experience, and won't, you know, get the jitters, and you've got the other quarterback who's never been there, but is sort of well documented as not really getting phased by pressure. So I think mm-hmm. you've got a really tight, fun matchup. This is one of my favorite games. I can't wait to watch it. I am leaning Sincey, but I am I'm really torn on it. I do you have any I mean, yeah, tell me your thoughts. So, we've got a 49 over-under
1: with Uh-oh. Cincy favored by 5.5. So, obviously, you know, the standard 3-point home plus, you know, an extra 2.5. Right. I uh, So, obviously, I'm a bit biased. If, if you know, I weren't a fan of the Raiders, <laughs> I, I would be torn. I might lead in a few. But I gotta pick the Raiders! There
0: go. So, there go.
1: <laughs> it's an obligation, and uh, I have to pick where my heart goes. It worked last week. Just saying. Now they were home dogs, and we've talked about uh, the Raiders as home dogs. It's kind of like right where to right to attack the uh, the money line with them, but 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 I, I think this. So the first time that the Bengals drew the Raiders was pretty shortly after the Rugs incident, and so
0: mm-hmm.
1: they hadn't really like figured out what to do like post Rugs yet. Oh, um, definitely not. Yeah, because that, that was what that was before the Thanksgiving game where they kind of figured shit out. Um, and they realized, hey, Zaya Jones is gonna be our number two now, <laughs> right. basically because I guess Renfro number one receiver, obviously Waller's kind of in there too, but yeah, i I guess he's the number one, but yeah, either way, they, they kind of sorted things out a bit, but yeah,
0: they've definitely started to click at the right time. I think their end of the season stretch of wins was really impressive. I think they are the re like I know the Jags beat the Colts, right. We mm-hmm. like the then that was hysterical. But I think that this Raiders game is what broke the Colts because I think they yeah. went into this game thinking this was a pretty solid win. They win. They're pretty much in the playoffs. Um, yeah, because yeah,
1: if, if they beat the Raiders, the Raiders like had a tiebreaker over yep. them because of that. So, yeah, they would have
0: been sitting pretty and probably in yep. regardless and of the Jacksonville game. I think they got stunned by a really hard-playing Raiders team, and they, they just crumbled after the fact. Um yeah, I think the Raiders are a dangerous team, I guess, suffice to say. Yeah. They, I don't know, they've I don't know. had some really good late season wins. Their offenses started to click at the right time. And what I mean by that is, obviously with the Ruggs incident, didn't really have a guy that was going to take the top off the defense anymore. Uh, so it took them a little while to figure out what they were doing offensively, as you alluded to. And I think they found it. Yeah, I they also say.
1: they also got Deshaun Jackson a little more involved too, because mm-hmm. um, they brought him in like week ten, I think, and then you know week eleven they started getting you know him a little more integrated. He you know, he didn't play much last week. It's you know been up and down how much he plays, but they they ha- they now have him as a deep threat option as well. So
0: oh definitely, and Renfro most underrated wide receiver in the league. I absolutely <laughs> love Hunter Renfro. Bengals are good against the slot. It would seem. Uh, we were saying earlier, my, it was Mike Hilton that's been covering a lot of that, and he's actually had a pretty good year.
1: Yeah, he, he's, he's been their slot corner, and that's, yeah, that's why I wasn't, like, you know, too gung-ho on Renfro, mm-hmm. but, but I, I I think the Waller will be probably the top, you know, fantasy
0: receiving target for this game. Yeah. For the Raiders, at least. I would say so. But, uh, I guess on the Bengals' side, so obviously, so my biggest concern and the reason I'm not, you know, like smashing Cincy here, even though I really, you know, was anticipating doing that. It's kind of been one of those, you know, I'm starting to, starting to worry a little bit about this Raiders D line here, you know, and that's Mm -hmm. the, the really big thing for me, Max Crosby. All right. We talked about this. Max Crosby's 24. How is Max Crosby 24? That man looks like he's already been to and left jail like 10 years (laughs) ago. Uh, So he's 24 and he is an outstanding pass rusher, and the Bengals' O line is a little bit average, and that might be generous. They're like the—it's uh, been one of their obvious weaknesses all year. Mm-hmm. Bengals don't have a great O line, and the Raiders happen to get a pretty good pass rush going. That already, in and of itself, usually spells for a pretty rough day. Um, I do think the Bengals have enough firepower and explosiveness. To nullify that in the moments that they'll need to, and that's ultimately why I am still picking them. But this, I mean, like I said, this is going to be a tough, hard-fought victory for any te- for either team.
1: Yeah, it, it'll be a good game. Like I'm looking through, um, like so, injury-wise, real quick. So the Raiders uh, will be without File on his ACL last week, yeah. huge bummer, and then they won't have Jonathan Hankins, so they'll be you know down to part-time interior lineman.
0: Wait, is he out? I thought he was questionable. Oh, sorry. No,
1: questionable. My bad, my bad. Okay. But yeah, I don't think he's practiced yet. Right. For what it's worth. So if I see a questionable who's not practiced. I'm sorry. He's sorry. He got a little limited today. My bad. So limited on Thursday. Mm -hmm. No Wednesday practice. Because with with the Saturday game, I kind of push it up. So I I pretty much look at today as like the Friday practice. We got like a limited practice on his last day. So potential, but... It's not looking it doesn't look amazing, but you know, T B D they would, you know, be happy to have him, especially with file on out. And then since that will be missing uh Shosh Tupau Tupou, I'm not positive on which one it is. But he is doubtful, so I assume he will not be there. So part time uh, alignment for them as well on the de- on the defensive side. But otherwise, you know, fairly healthy uh teams. Like yeah, look so like you were talking about looking through, you know, the Bengals side. I have Mixon here as a banger. Um mm-hmm. he will I mean, the way you beat the Raiders is running on them. It's what they did last time. I expect, them, I expect them to go at it again, especially with them potentially down a couple of guys in the middle of the line. Um, and I, th- I think uh, I was looking through the matchups here for Cincinnati, um, like receiver, quarterback-wise, and I believe T. Higgins was going to be probably a beneficiary of a matchup. Um, although the Raiders, I, I ended up realizing the Raiders don't really shadow much, like Hayward and like uh, Fassion, Fassion. I still don't remember how to pronounce his name kind of move around a lot oh, so yeah, I don't, I don't, on. yeah either higgins or chase won't get one of them exclusively um now if the raiders do decide to shadow i don't know how it would match up it'd probably be hayward on chase but again like they they kind of play it by play pretty much so yeah. there's not really been an instance of them shadowing but last game they played boyd you know did fairly well but yeah, you know, there wasn't really much passing on, but the like, cause has been solid so Pretty much, whatever receiver between Chase and Higgins ends up drawing face on the most, because you know Hayward and Hobbs have been you know the better two of the three will probably benefit. But again, I'm expecting a lot of uh, mixing <laughs> coming in. But but with the uh, with the Raider side on the receivers, I I'm assuming we'll probably see a lot of Elouzier on um, Brian Edwards. Mm. I'm not positive because it's either that or Zay Jones. But right. I'm not sure like i feel like waynes would be on zay more like i think i think phys- like, physically that might make more sense matchup wise but we already mentioned like renfro will get hilton in the slot who he, he can still beat some but sure it's it's not you know an easy draw by any means but you know for both teams the second outside corner is the weakness so kind of whoever you think's going to get that the most interesting
0: um because we're Essentially, it's Eli Apple and Chidobe, right? And then Trey Waynes is sort of rotating in with Apple.
1: Yeah, so I th- oh, I think Trey Waynes is ahead on the depth chart. And I, for some reason, I thought how Apple got hurt or got on the cover list or something.
0: Oh, I didn't see that. He's being listed as fine for me right now. Gotcha. But I don't. That might yeah, not feel be like updated. It, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll look into that real quick. But Regardless, Chidobe is yeah. the guy. Yeah, he's been really good this year. Um, yeah, and the other two are the secondary piece to that.
1: Yeah, I'm, pull- I'm pulling hmm. up the uh, shadow. Like, like, who's been shadowed? Like, Chidovi shadows a lot. He's- so he has shadowed Devontae, Jefferson, Marquise Brown, A-Rob, and Deontay hmm. this so far this year. So in the Raiders game, I guess he didn't shadow anybody. Hmm. But, they- yeah, they may just take him on a side, too.
0: Yeah, that, too. Now, um, he it says he's fine. I thought Denzel Perryman... Had been hurt or not playing recently, so he him being in, fine and in the lineup came as a surprise to me. Um, yeah, did he, I make I that think up? He was he...
1: hurt. I think he missed either week, whichever one wasn't there by. Wait, no, I can't The was week
0: eight. Yeah, I think he missed fourteen and fifteen. It looked like okay. So Two I was like, I back. could have sworn that he missed some time, and that was really big. He, I mean, that's really big for them. They're the former Chargers. On this Raiders team are, are really doing a lot of legwork, which Dude. is pretty hilarious. But also, I love it. <laughs> even uh, even Tyron
1: Johnson fight fucking made his way over from right? the Chargers somehow because he made a lot of good special teams play in that plays in that game, which was hilarious. Uh, so it just you know you just gotta leave L <laughs> A. LA and then you're you're fine. <laughs> uh. But uh, so yeah, I I, I listed. Zay Jones and Tyler Boyd is kind of stream options under here. Obviously Chase is Chase. TST. But don't forget about Boyd, obviously. He you know. So I did I didn't hit the thousand yards for every Bengals receiver. Boyd got to like eight forty, but the Aww. other guys got a thousand. That's so, pretty good, man. Yeah, it's it's close enough that I'm like, that's you know, that's like pretty solid. I'll i I'll mostly take that. So my other one was the Bucks, but like injuries and stuff
0: kinda ruined that one. Well, see, that's why I think it's a good take, because with the amount of time missed this year, if someone had offered you which, you know, trio of wide receivers will all hit a thousand yards, Steelers or Bengals, I think the majority of people would have said, oh, Steelers with Deontay, Juju and Claypool. You said, no, no, no. Let me take Jamar, T and Boyd. And it was pretty damn close with all the COVID and all the injuries happening. I think that's a pretty good job.
1: Yeah, J- Jamar being so good, like, what like, kept <laughs> Boyd from getting there? Like, his, he was way over, but alas, alas. Uh, we didn't mention Jacobs at all. I don't think either of us have a lot of interest there, fantasy wise. That's, that's kind of like the strong point of the Cincinnati team on defense.
0: Yeah, I do think that fantasy wise, he could end up, you know, in the end zone. Yeah, he gets the um, ball a lot. Yeah, he's still, you know, you still need someone to run the ball, even if you're not really planning to attack via the run. Mm. Um, So I think volume and potential for end zone falling is high, but I think ultimately I would be looking at other directions. He'll probably be expensive too.
1: Yeah, I'll check on the different sites. But um, the main thing that kind of worries me with him is that like Rashard is back. And he and, hasn't been stealing all right. the receptions, but like he played, you know, thirty percent of the snaps in the last game. Like that's not nothing. And they they like to like when they're behind, they they will put Rashard in some. Because Jacob said that huge reception, like nine game, like nine receptions, six receptions, and four. But like since Rashard's been back, it's been three, four, and two. So like a couple's nice, but he doesn't have that, you know, upside. Because there was a bit where there was no Drake or Rashard when Drake got hurt and Richard was out so mm-hmm. but now that uh Richard's back I think that takes a little bit of the shine off of him on like a full PPR site
0: on a on a lineup like a daily fantasy lineup I'd actually be a little inclined to pick Richard over um, Jacobs purely for the fact that you know if you are taking the uh, game script that the Bengals offense is doing well you know Joey B is hitting bombs to Jamar Chase down the sideline throwing darts. Then uh, I think you would maybe want to take the bet that Jalen Rashard starts, you know, making a lot of receptions in the passing game. Yeah, as sort he's of a, a downback.
1: Yeah, Th- that only makes that only works for DraftKings, in my opinion, because of the full PBR. Like, right. I don't think you want to play him on Fanduel or Yahoo, but on uh, DraftKings, he is the minimum running back price of four thousand, mm-hmm. whereas uh, Jacobs is let's see, sixty six. Mm. So big price gap, but. Like, if you run, you know, the Cincinnati stack, however you want to run it, you could run it back with Rashard and Waller or something like that if you want to get unique with it. Right.
0: Which, you hey, know. When you only have two games, getting yep. unique with it is a pretty good play.
1: Yeah, the uh, if you're playing the all-weekend slate, there's a lot more to kind of look at. And honestly, on the weekend one, I probably, I don't know if I play either of these games that much, just because we have, you know, some injury news we still need for, like, you know, uh, the Arizona running backs, like, you're both game time decisions, like, I think Connor plays, but I literally have no clue about Edmonds, and, like, Pittsburgh, like, Najee might not play, like, he mm-hmm. hasn't practiced yet, um, and it'll, it'll probably be Daryl there running back, um, it sounds like we won't get Juju back, though, and then, uh, like, San Fran, like, we need to know, like, oh, it's Trent Williams playing, Tampa, like, they may be missing another receiver, we still don't know about and all the Philly running backs, there's a lot in flux still, so if you play this, like, <laughs> all weekend slate, I don't know if there's much to gain from playing anybody on Saturday. Like, maybe if you want to pop in Nixon because he could just, you know, lead the running backs. But even then, you still got, like, Eli Mitchell and Mm -hmm. James Conner and stuff. Like, you still have a lot of good options.
0: So Right. So one of the things I've learned from playoff football um, that I think this is more of a broad general sort of statement is that it is very likely, very, very likely that most of the games will not be high scored. Um, There will be most likely one to two games that are great for fantasy, and Uh the rest are a little bit more obscure and really tough to sort out. I think in general, if you're doing one of these all-of-the-game sort of slates, you should probably be picking one to two matchups that you like to potentially shoot out and choose mostly from there. And then if you think that an offense is very concentrated... In another game, perhaps, then you can go in that direction. But, yeah, I think uh, if you're doing the all-weekend slate, maybe not this game.
1: <laughs> I mean, especially the next game, I think, coming up. But yep. <laughs> Like, I'm looking through, like, Philly and Tampa might be some really bad weather, too, in Tampa. It, look, it looks like it might be pretty gross there, potentially, too. Mm-hmm. Which would kind of ruin, like, some of my Gronk Club I was going to have.
0: I think, so, we... Yeah, I mean, I'll just mention that now. If there's... The report... Earlier in the week was that it was going to be super high winds, super high rain, super cold. So that is like three shitty things. Cold, windy, which rainy. Game? The Tampa-Philly game. Gotcha. It's now looking like the rain might hit in the morning. It's not set in stone yet. It's, it's fucking Tampa. Tampa Bay yeah. is one of those places where it, it will be sunny and it will start raining. That happens. Um... But it looks like the rain might hit in the morning. It'll still be cold. There'll still be wind. But if it's not raining, that is a big difference.
1: Yeah, and again, like another situation where, where you won't really know until that game's about to start if it's going <laughs> to be a thing or not. So makes it kind of tough.
0: Yeah, I would have some guys written out that you like and pay very close attention to updates as they happen. Mm-hmm it's but, been the name of the game all year so it yeah. makes sense so, that it's going to continue in the playoffs
1: mm-hmm. shit gets weird also we still don't know about Fournette yet So I know so so much up in the air that I think there's a lot of edge in you know waiting on news and you mentioned like stat games I think San Fran Dallas and Arizona Rams are the two obvious ones but mm-hmm. yes. anyway I think you know <laughs> I think we kind of talked about that once you sort of concluded the Raiders Cincy game do you have anything else to add before we move on to game number
0: two Uh, no, I think I'm ready. I think I'm ready.
1: Yep, I'm ready to say fuck the Pats. We both have Buffalo (laughs) BD New England at home. That's right. Yeah, so this game is uh, Buffalo's only four-point favorites in a 44 over-under. So this is the lowest total of the weekend, I think, for good reason. It's, you know, Buffalo and New England. I know the last game kind of went up high, but this is expected to be cold. At least just cold is the expectation. It's not expected to be... Um, like you know, gross and rainy. Like I, th- I think game one was pretty gross, if I recall.
0: Oh yeah, game one so, was the snow snowball. Yeah.
1: So this one will be cold, but not disgusting. Right. <laughs> Which helps Buffalo. Buffalo is a benefit. Like will benefit if uh, this game is nicer. I I, I mean there was uh, that Twitter thread going around about like what's your most ridiculous sports take that you feel great about, and one was uh, Mina Kimes had said that. That Buffalo needs to get Josh Allen a dome. <laughs> like, like Buffalo can win the Super Bowl to get Josh Allen a dome. I I mean, hey, I uh, kind of like that. No, oh. I, <laughs> I I've I've stood by, like, the take. I think, like, after a certain point, I think it might have been that game, like that last Patriots game where I'm like, man, every stadium needs to be a fucking dome. This is stupid. Right? No one wants it, to see this shit. Yeah, come on. And, like, it's better for the fans. Like, I would have instantly bought tickets to the – Bengals raiders game if i knew i could sit in a warm dome you know
0: especially if you're a smaller market team yeah where you're trying to convince fans to go to your stadium cough la yeah Uh, (laughs) or if you're like often bad or something right entice fans to go to your game get a dome it's not that crazy you'll protect your electronic equipment better you won't have to clean the field as fucking much yeah you'll make more (laughs) in ticket sales like when your team's bad Right, you will make up the entire cost of the Dome before the season starts. <laughs> With the amount of revenue the NFL pulls in. Yeah, so, I, I'm i all for Doms.
1: But Anyway, this game will not be in a Dome, it'll be cold in Buffalo. So, <laughs> there's a, a lot of good matchup spots to look at here. Um, mm-hmm. The first one I want to hit on is one of the more interesting ones, and it's, you know, how New England beat Buffalo the first time. It's the New England running backs. Sure. So Buffalo still has a bad run D. Yep. Um, they've they've showed up some better stats as of late, but I think that's that's a little more uh, opponent driven. Yep. So they've uh, been beneficiaries of getting let me find it real quick. They got where'd it go, where to go, where'd it go? Oh yeah, they got the Jets, the oh, Falcons, God. and the CMC Less Panthers in three of their last four games. So that's wow. gonna kind of skew your stats a bit, I would say. Just a bit. Uh, and so the other game in there was the Patriots game, who still had Damian Harris rush for 100 yards on him. So yep. I'm not you know, too worried but uh, like about them having a good run D. So going into this game now, we have a little bit of an issue of some ambiguity with the Pats running backs, and I think that's why if you look at roster percentage projections for just two-gamer, you'll see, like, Mixon, Jacob Singletary is, like, you know, top three clearly, and then the two Pats guys are a little lower because, you know, people aren't really sure what to do with him because you know Damon harris went in the last game with a hammy issue mike reese expected him to be fairly limited and you know with mike reese in the Pats, he usually you know trusted a fair amount now damien did get 11 carries and four catches which i don't know if that's like a career high but it might be without looking up but stevenson did have to leave for a bit um so i think his was a like they were checking for a concussion he came back so he's all good it seems but so the the, the hard part is choosing but where, so where where do you lean initially and like
0: how do you, how do you think this backfield split has been off the top of your head? So the thing I wanted to just, you know, poke fun at was imagine being the Bills and being beaten by the Patriots who ran who ran the ball forty times and threw it three. And then you play the Patriots again, and Damian Harris runs for how many yards of carry was it?
1: Uh, I think it was like, I can't remember how many carries he got, but it was like five yards a carry or something.
0: He got 5.7 yards per carry and three touchdowns and over 100 yards. The second time, after the run game, you know, destroyed them, That mm-hmm. even, I, I'm assuming, I can only assume that the Bills really put a lot of effort into trying to stop the fucking run game <laughs> in their second matchup. And the fact that Damian Harris still did well, I think it is a very safe bet that the Patriots' run game is effective in this matchup yeah. and should be more heavily used in the DFS line.
1: Yeah the uh, the reason the Bills were able to beat like, this time was because they could they could actually get offense going. Right. Because it wasn't <laughs> disgusting. Such so the thing with this is like I think they'll be fine because you know as cold as it is, mm-hmm. they can, the rain will be ruining them. Uh, the Pats do have a lot of questionables, which is the typical. Um. Yeah. For me, I think an important one is Isaiah Wynn. He is—he's probably the most in doubt. He has a practice yet this week, and he's questionable. So if he doesn't play, that kind of is a hit to the running
0: game. Oh wow! You, I didn't you know, know that. Yeah, that is really big. Mm, and then on
1: defense, they've got Christian Barmore, Jamie Collins, like Kyle Duggar, Lawrence Guy, down to Hightower, like and a few other guys. Like you know, limited Thursday today practice, and you know, questionable going into the game. I I think most will play. But, because, again, this is so Saturday games, this is essentially their Friday practice, so I kind of read it that way. They push it a day back. Um, the only guy of those questionables who didn't practice yesterday was Jamie Collins, so he's probably the most actually questionable of all those guys. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, keep, again, keep an eye on all that. We'll, we'll know. Uh, unfortunately, we won't know until after the first game locks, but, alas, we might get some info slightly sooner.
0: Oh, man. Um.
1: The main one, though, that's like that's probably most likely to miss is going to be Jalen Mills. He got put on the COVID list on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, there is a chance he could come back if he's, like, vaccinated and it wasn't. And I guess if he's either asymptomatic or is close contact, you know, the new COVID rules are a little ambiguous. But uh, he could play. He could not play. Now, if he doesn't go, Manuel Sanders, uh, he's on my stream list. He will draw. Uh, I, I got to check the guy's name because I forget it. But... The the Patriots run a lot of single coverage or like a man to man coverage. That's kind mm-hmm. of their thing. They'll you know it's you know take your guy, beat your guy. They've got uh, J C Jackson who's been playing well, and then uh, outside of that, um, so Justin Bethel and Miles Bryant will be the next two guys. Because um, I can't remember who they lost recently, where I think Bryant Bryant's been filling in, but uh, Bethel I think would be the guy who fills in for uh, Mills. So. Right, that would be mostly who Sanders gets because
0: J.C. Jackson will be on Digs. Yes, definitely. Uh, the Patriots' defense is always fascinating to me, and it <laughs> it it's fun to break down. Um, they'll do a lot of man to man. They'll also do a lot of where they fake that they're going to do man to man, and then they'll drop into zone. And, like, the high safety will drop down and start covering the wide out. And it's, mm-hmm. it's like, in fucking insane. Um, I was watching uh, Alex Rollins. I don't know if you've watched him. He he has a YouTube channel. He actually did a breakdown of Trey Lance with Kurt Warner, which was really interesting. Huh. Um, pre-draft that I thought was a, a really good insight. And basically explained why Trey Lance needs a little more time. Mm-hmm. Um, but he did a breakdown of Bill, of Bill Belichick versus Baker Mayfield. And that was
1: <laughs>
0: that was a shellacking. That was, you know, like a, a monkey trying to fucking understand calculus. It it was so it Baker was making mistakes that were almost benefiting him because of how misunderstood he was <laughs> of the defense. Like if that makes sense. Yeah, he like like walked
1: into something working out because it was so bad to start with, yeah.
0: Right, like he should have read the defense one way. He was fooled, but then he fucked up and it worked out almost kind of thing. (laughs) Like that's the level of of fuckery here. So I'm really curious if, you know, the Bills will uh, anticipate, you know, Bill doing something similar or if you think Bill Belichick will switch some things up with the weather I could see him maybe pulling a little more zone coverage. Um, I know. It just I could see him doing that, like uh, faking a man-to-man scheme, but ultimately trying to stop the big plays. Because um, in that kind of game, the the Patriots' offense is entirely based through their offensive line and their run game. Mm-hmm. So they really can't let teams get crazy leads or they have to chip at it very slowly and play perfectly on defense which we've seen them do yeah definitely but that's not the situation bill wants to be i i'm wondering if they do a little disguise and if they do throw out some zone there uh to try to keep things more contained and within you know 30 yards of the line of scrimmage Mm -hmm. you know what i mean
1: yeah i i can see that i'm yeah, I'm curious what Bill does like with this one, because so the because the last game they played was you know the the Bills won. Mm-hmm. Jalen went for let's see, he went for 314 yards and three touchdowns. He summarily smoked them. Uh right. and uh, <laughs> one of the like one big difference was uh, Diggs beating JC Jackson this time in their first matchup. Obviously, you know Chris Weather he JC right. Jackson won but in the most recent game Diggs, you know got 69 yards of touchdown on him so mm. i would call that winning for Diggs, definitely so um and i was looking back through it um obviously you know that game earlier this year it was not good for the bills but the time before that that they last played was the fantasy championships uh last season where oh. jalen dawned on the patriots he went yep. for uh it was four touchdowns through the air, and I think he ran another one. In, if I recall, mm-hmm. so yeah, no, he did. That was beautiful. Uh, did he? No, no, he just threw for four, but he threw for <laughs> just yeah. No, he, he only threw though. I should say no no uh, running touchdowns for me. Yeah, he dawned on the Patriots last year, which again they were missing a lot of a lot of guys on mm-hmm. defense that like last year in general. But that was at Gillette, and I assume it was cold because it was December twenty eighth. So oh, yeah, it was cold, <laughs> presume, presuming cold, and I don't know. If, I, don't, I don't think it was snowy because I was watching it. But alas, I, I think I don't think if uh, if you can dog on them there, I'm not worried about just cold here.
0: Yeah. So I I've, I feel like I've said enough on the Pats and how they can do it, but on the Bills side, I I have to say I think the Bills might be the quietest 11 win team I've ever fucking seen. <laughs> like they have 11 wins. And no one's talking about them because they haven't really looked impressive all year. You know, they haven't really had too many huge statement wins. They've gotten blown out in a few, like when they yeah. played the Colts and people were like, oh, my God, yeah, the this team the stinks. Like it and feels then, like
1: forever since they like
0: wrecked the Chiefs. Right. But they've also won their last three. You know, they've won four in a row. They've been not against great teams. They barely lost to the Bucks after losing to the Patriots, which was a demoralizing loss. I am going to go out on a limb, and I think they are going to crush the Pats. I hope so. I really hope so. Like, I I don't know why it's. I don't think maybe not crush, but I do think they have a one of those wins where you're like, okay, the Bills are here in the postseason to play. Uh-huh. We, we have to watch out for this team. Not, eh, they barely eat by the Pats.
1: Yeah, I I, I do think, uh, like, obviously, Jalen is Jalen. Like, a Jalen <laughs> dig stack makes a lot of sense, too, if you would do this two-gamer, because Jalen could lap the quarterbacks by a lot of points, fantasy-wise. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, if, if it's a running back game in, like, for Cincy with Mixon and Car doesn't get many touchdowns, like, there's enough ways that, you know, Jalen gets like you know 15 more than the second highest quarterback and you just need him but you know digs would be part of that i do have digs in here as banger i actually have singletary in here too as a banger the patch run d has been a lot weaker as of late Mm
0: -hmm. so and he's finally kind of been given the position to do that yeah he's he's like their workhorse now so i know what happened (laughs) yeah i remember
1: like when we first realized that we're like wait hey singletary's like the guy now he's the guy yeah, so I know I was
0: about ready to trade him in dynasty.
1: Yeah, now you were like off, off. I'm like, wait, like,
0: <laughs> <laughs> but wait, there's more.
1: <laughs> yes, actually, a lot more. <laughs> so, yeah, did like digs and Singletary. I like a lot here, and I mentioned Manny. Um, back to the Pat side, I think Kendrick Bourne will be the guy I go to at receiver. Um, I don't like Aguilar, he got back on the field last week, he just didn't really do much with it. Jacoby Myers is fine, but. If they're going to beat the Bills, they need... Honestly, they need Aguilar to do what if they're going to beat the Bills, but I don't know if I want to bank on that. But right. Bourne has shown also some big playability, so I like him too. But, again, I mostly go back to the New England running backs here. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah, back to, back to my little tidbit on them. So, it's actually been a really close split since Week 11. Um, so, they both have missed a game in that span, but... Um, Ramondre has more snaps and carries. Now I didn't look at receptions. I don't know who leads there. It's probably minimal anyway. Um, Harris has six more red zone attempts since then. So that's like a lot. Mm, uh, right. And if, if we go since week five, which is when Ramondre like started actually playing and not on that inactive at- list, um, he's up by like 13 red zone touches. So that's a lot. Um, and yeah, but since then Harris only asked 24 more carries over several games. Mm. Um, So it's it's been a lot more split. I think that people realize just Harris has been producing more with
0: touchdowns. Right. I'm looking at the stats. Damian Harris, 200 rushing attempts, 202. Ramondre Stevenson, 133. The big difference, though, is that Ramondre Stevenson has five touchdowns and Damian Harris has 15.
1: Yeah, dude. He's been he like he's had some multi touchdown games. I mean, like last game against the Bills, he had fucking. Three. Ramondre got that like hundred yard two touchdown game against Jacksonville because you know they just do whatever they wanted. But yeah, it's one of those things where like I don't I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that both these guys like have good games regardless of if the Pats win or not.
0: Yes, same. They are actually almost tied in uh, receptions. Yeah, they don't. They, neither of them catches the ball that much. That's why I didn't right. really worry
1: about looking at it. Yeah. So yeah, like the the price like it's basically site dependent. Like. You know, on DraftKings, they're both cheap enough that I think they both make sense. Like, on on you know Yahoo, Harris is barely more. But on FanDuel, there's, like, a huge fucking difference. But it makes sense because, you know, it, FanDuel's very touchdown-heavy. So, Harris yeah. is a lot more
0: sense. It makes sense. So It's a very... I think it's a very clever play. Um, Go get studs that are playmakers from other teams. But for this, you can kind of just grab... The running backs from the patriots and say like these are my running backs yeah now let's f- figure out the rest here yeah like once you get to the
1: playoffs like the good players and the matchups like are so much of it like in the regular there's so much bullshit to worry about in the regular season and like the last week but once you get to the playoffs like the best players will get the ball the most like <laughs> that's usually how it goes and if you get to these like small dfs slates it's you know you also have to worry about roster percentages, and so this is a case where we're getting a good roster percentage on these guys, and we get a good like specific matchup on these guys. I'm like, there's ambiguity, of course, but I'm okay with that. Right. Like, I'm I'm willing to you know play lines with one or both of these guys, and you know if if I get fucked, I get fucked, but I, I <laughs> hope I hope not.
0: Hope not. Yeah, it happens, <laughs> but I'm willing to accept that risk. I'm just ready for a bill stomping. That's what I want to see. So one of the fun narratives uh, that I didn't know about until today, watching the Pat McAfee show, uh, not a single defensive player on the Bills got voted to the Pro Bowl, huh. and well, sure they're, like they're that all it, but. they're all acting like that. You know, it's not a big deal because it is the Pro Bowl, but I, it's a little bit of a snub that not a single and that what's unique is that it's not like just one guy got voted and they have a top defense. Or something like that. It's that none of them got voted in. So they can collectiv- collectively sort of group together and be like, all right, yeah, fuck these guys. Yeah, they, We're like, not- <laughs> their safeties
1: have been good. Like, Hyde and Boyer. The problem is, like, they're they're not very great at run-stopping. They're really, they're really, really good in, like, right. the past situations. But, <laughs> like, they can rush and cover, but,
0: like, you don't want them defending the run as much. So And you could not pay me to take Mac Jones in one of the DFS matchups.
1: No, nah, there's just not upside. Like no, if you're no. going if you're going down that low, just hit Carr.
0: Because yep. <laughs> uh like
1: on on the pricing, it's basically like Burrow and Allen up top and then Car and Mac. And like Carr's not much more and he's got way higher three hundred yard upside. Like he has so many three hundred lately it hasn't been as much, but like he had a huge stretch of three hundred yard passing games. Oh, definitely. But he's been a like wow, he has not hit. Okay, since week twelve, he has been Pretty much below fifteen fantasy points every week. He got just above it last week, but mm-hmm. he's not been very fantasy studly lately. It's crazy. Yeah, like even in wins too, but they've they've just been running and shit. So that, that that could be an interesting approach too. Like game one's gonna be stacked a lot more. Like you could always stack the second game and hope it pops off. It's only two fucking games, so you don't he's got almost right.
0: like he's got almost five thousand yards.
1: Is he yeah. still getting yardage? Um, some, yeah, I mean, last week wasn't much, but he's still getting, you know, 235, 201, but like 236, 263, 249, like he's still getting yards, yeah. I I, I think he's kind of low on touchdowns relative to yards. I'll have to check the averages, but mm-hmm. I think 23 touchdowns for 4,800 yards is low.
0: I mean, we, weeks, what, one through three, he was putting up 400 oh, yards God, almost yeah. a he game. Yeah, he was
1: passing so much.
0: <laughs> so, okay, for a reference, for guys
1: around him, so, um... So Brady's at 5,300, Herbert's at 5K, Stafford's at 49, Mahomes is only like 35 yards ahead of him, but Mahomes has 14 more passing touchdowns, so Carr's at 23, but then right above him we got Mahomes at 34, Stafford 41, Herbert 38, Brady 43, and then below him, like 200 yards less is Burrow with 34 touchdowns, and then, you know, Dak at 44 has 37 touchdowns, Jalen at 44 has 36, like... Car has so few touchdowns for his passing yardage. That's pretty much what it is. Yeah, yeah. I mean that has to be it. Yeah, you know. Wow. So maybe it regresses here. I don't know. But I, I think the Raiders just haven't also scored a lot of touchdowns too. Like for the record,
0: Dan Carlson is their fucking offense. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah I th- I, th- I want to say the Raiders have a negative point differential. They do. Yeah, yeah both. The, they're the Broncos minus sixty
0: five. The- what the fuck? Both the Broncos and the Chargers have a positive point differential, and the Raiders don't. The Raiders are at minus
1: sixty-five and in the playoffs. Hysterical. That's funny. Uh The the Pittsburgh Steelers are minus fifty-five, but yeah, that's pretty
0: funny to be. That's because even when the Steelers lose, they make they you know like they make you hate them. Like they're not going to lose by a lot. They rarely do that. Yeah, see who who's
1: the best. Not in the playoffs as far as point differential goes.
0: I was um, gonna say the Chargers. Um
1: They're only plus fifteen actually. Oh the Ind- Seahawks. Yeah. Indies plus eighty six and yeah, not in. That's that's the best that's not in.
0: Oh yeah. <laughs> but when you that play means like- they were one oh one before Going into week 18 so, against the Jags.
1: Yeah, and, like, when when you, like, listen, like, they played the Jags another time, the Texans twice, like, that helps your point differential, or it should, but... Which means theory. if they
0: had beaten the Jags just by one, they would have been at 102, which would be the fourth best team in the AFC point differential-wise. That's fine. Wow. But they didn't, so... But they didn't. And now the Raiders are here. Look at us. Look at us. <laughs> but, um...
1: Anyway, that wraps up our Saturday preview. We will be back uh, tomorrow to get to these uh, other games left on the docket. Uh, thank you for tuning in. You can find us at uh, mozzyinthemuscle.com. I will be having my uh, DFS piece up tomorrow. And uh, Mozzy put out a uh, Baker Mayfield opinion piece.
0: Oh, there we I go. Saw,
1: I saw that. I saw that. Don't think I yeah. didn't look.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'll be putting out some more uh, articles here and there. Just little, little tidbits of information. Just, you know fun little reads Mm -hmm,
1: yeah mm -hmm. Yeah. and then uh you can of course find us on uh tiktok and twitter at Mozzie and muscle uh thank you for tuning in and we will be back very soon